Hey, Raphael, how are you? Doing great, Yvonne. How about you? I'm doing amazing. 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 <laughs> it's the first day of WCI 2023. Woohoo! We're here. <laughs> I feel like we've been here for a week already, but it's only the first day. What the heck? Yeah, we've been here for a while. Lots of activities going on. Lots of projects that we've been engaged and involved in. That's right. But having a great time and, and lear learning once again, right? We are, and I'm so excited for our guest. Boy, we have a special treat today. Yeah, this this is, is like, you and I talk about this all the time. We're always looking for candidates that fit this sort of description. So without further ado, we've got Richard Boyer. Dr. Richard Dr. Boyer. Dr. Richard Boyer, who is the son of none other than Maxine Topper. Love her, and I think we're going to like this guy. I we think. are. I can tell already. <laughs> Hello, Richard. How are you? Uh, pretty good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on such short notice. So Max told us about you, and we were like, please get him to the podcast. We got to have him. Got to talk to him, right? <laughs> so thank you for obliging. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. So we have a lot to talk to. So these are short episodes, as we were talking about before the recording. Uh, we don't get too much time to dig into, like, you know, uh, really meaty topics. But there's so many things we want to talk to you about. First of all, you've got a new company. You're here at this conference, sort of debuting this new company. So first of all, tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So um, I'm an anesthesiologist, and a lot of my um, day job and my academic research is uh, doing preoperative assessment of patients. Um, so I started a company called Hoop Care, which is the first in the nation uh, digital telemedicine company for preoperative clearance and optimization of patients. So awesome. we um, work with surgeons, with patients before they have their surgery, and we get them um, evaluated to make sure that they're healthy enough to have the procedure that they're going in for. Awesome. So that's hoop care with an H, like basketball hoops. Yes, yeah. hoop okay. care with an H. Awesome. So we'll make sure and drop that into our podcast uh, notes when we when we drop your episode. And so how did you come to have this idea, and, and how did you get there? So um, I am an NIH-funded researcher, so I, my research is all in preoperative assessment. Mm. Um, I have a clinical study at Cornell where I send patients home with an Apple Watch and actually look at what is what is their activity level, what is their... Um, Apple Watch metrics showing before they actually go in for surgery. And we use that to risk assess and risk kind of stratify patients to say who is high risk for the surgery they're having or who is low risk. Um, so that naturally kind of grew into this aspiration to build in a telemedicine component to say, can we actually do this entire preoperative um, uh, health episode through telemedicine? Wow, that's fascinating to me. I love it. I love it. I love it. It really is, right? It's so... It's so timely, it's so pertinent, and yet it's so new. It's so creative, outside the box, like all the stuff that we're talking about at this conference, right? I know. So, I mean, I have so many questions. It's hard for me to, like, focus on where to go next. But a couple of things that I, I want to kind of, like, go down the path with you. So, you obviously, you, did, you, you earned your degrees, you became a doctor, and now you're doing research. How did you decide to come into this realm is it because of your mom, you know, the connection with your mom, or tell me about that? Walk us through that. So um, definitely, uh, you know, I've been—I I haven't been in workers' comp myself, but I've been around um, uh, someone that's been in workers' comp for for her entire career. So that's definitely, I'm sure, played a role, um, if not explicitly, um, sure. uh, through um, osmosis. And um, <laughs> I, you know, we've been looking for different markets that really need some disruption for. Um, how they do their um, operative care and their preoperative care. Mm -hmm. um, one area that we're working on is just elective um, surgeries. So patients going for an elective 
um, a hip or knee or an elective um, plastic surgery. Um, that's definitely something, an, an area that needs this type of service because a lot of young people don't have primary care physicians sure. to do this. Um, same that I've learned in workers' comp that a lot of patients are sent to like an urgent care center, like a minute clinic to get this, what I think is probably one of the most, um, could be one of the most life-changing moments, that surgery, um, they're basically being assessed should they have it by someone that's known them for a very short period of time and probably isn't trained in preoperative assessment. So we're trying to really change that, the, the game there and basically have someone that's an, that, that is an expert in preoperative assessment and preoperative optimization do this um, important work. I love this. Ralph. It really is. It's, it's incredible. So give me a little substance, right, of, of what this app does, what, what this instrument that you guys are thinking through, right? I, I think I have a pretty good idea from a medical perspective. If you send me to the clinic, yeah, this replaces that? Well, you know, in, in a way, um, you know, a lot of people think we live in this very tech-heavy society now, and it's easy to think that, you know, you can go and get hooked up to a machine and basically be told, like, am I ready for surgery? Well, it's actually, if you speak to the most senior physicians that probably do the, these periodic assessments, it's much more about history. Probably 90% to 95% of this assessment is history, not physical. And so when you think about sending someone for history and physical, typically 90 to 95% of that is about history of what that patient had. Um, what was their prior medical history? What was their surgical history? What were what are the medications they take today? Um, whether allergies? All these things are you know a very give a comprehensive view of that patient, and you can. I'm not saying that the physical isn't important, but um, I think we all know today that uh, that most of the meat is in the history, and so we gather all of that um, to a very thorough extent through our app. Um, where we're, we basically have taken what is the standard of like my assessment when I do in person, we've boiled that into a, a structured assessment in our app. Um, we do have then kind of devices that we send home to that we send to patients home. So we send a mobile EKG. I don't know if you've seen the Alive Core EKG where someone just holds it on their in mm -hmm. their hand wow. and they get an EKG done. We send a blood, digital blood pressure cuff and a um, digital stethoscope to their house. So we get kind of the um, more than the standard physical that's done in a typical um, urgent care center and we do it kind of just remotely. Um, so that's that's the you know some of what we do. We, we have on the back end if you were to look at what our clinicians see it provides a kind of uh, um, very simple risk dashboard that says this patient is high risk for post-operative nausea or this patient is high risk for pain after surgery. Huh. Um, and that helps guide our our assessment of what should we do for someone before surgery. That's amazing. I mean, Love it. what the heck? We <clears throat> needed this. It seems like we've needed this for such a long time, but here we are. Well, bright brains yes. are thinking through this, right? So I, I do Medicare set-asides, mm -hmm. and it's almost the same exact exercise, but with a guess at what's this individual going to need in the future. That's right. And you're absolutely right. The answer to that is... In the past, yes. if you give me those medical records and I can determine what is the doctor recommended, what's he treating for, right. what medication that he had, you know, what kind of, yeah. you know, diagnostic studies have discovered X, Y, and Z, right. and what surgery has he had, I can give you a pretty good guess of what that future is going to look like. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, it makes so much sense. And I think you'll see, like, if, if you go to any teaching hospital, 
you know, one of the standard things you'll see that older physicians say to the med student, like, okay, do your history and physical. And the med student always goes and grabs a stethoscope. Yeah. And they say, that's the last part of your physical. Yeah. The, the, the history and physical is about the history yeah. first. And that's why it's first in what we're, we call the history and physical. And because we're confirming our history from that physical. Have we gotten better as, a, as an overall society, as an industry, in sharing medical records so that it's easy, right, on a medical provider like you to be able to say, you know, not only am I going to ask the patient, but I've got a lot of medicals. I understand exactly what's going on with them or her. There has been. Um, we are able to gather a lot of records from the, um, the health networks today. Um, you, you know, it's, it's not necessarily the comprehensive entire note history, the entire um, every episode of care history, mm -hmm. but we, we can get at least summaries of care from hospital systems. And actually now it's required that, right. that health systems provide that summary of care. Um, and we can take those documents, um, those clinical summary documents, and actually import them into our, our tools so we can actually see okay, this patient has a history of these prescription medications and this medicate, this history of episodes of care. Um, you, can, you can see some of it. You can't see all of it. I love that. I mean, it's, so it's amazing. We were having these conversations 20 years ago and how difficult it was to collect all of that. Today we're much better. Maybe not quite there yet, you know, robustly, but we're much, much better than we were 20 years ago. Yeah. And, and you, if you've got the documentation, man, it makes... It makes this entire exercise way, way better, right? I, I think so. I mean, it, it, anything to be able to confirm medication list, which is really important yeah. for the preoperative clearance. Um, if you look at what cancels surgeries on the day of, a lot of times you're talking about medication mis mismanagement or or taking medications that they shouldn't have on the day of surgery or. Um, something that was just missed in their medical history that really required an additional test to be done before they got there on the day of. Yeah. And so, you know, if we can have those records uh, within our grasp, that really prevents any inconvenience on the part of the patient or, or, or concerns for safety on the part of the patient. So this is an app that does all of this we're talking about? It, it provides it to the provider, to the to the individual himself? So so we've created an app for our clinicians to be able to do this assessment um, very simply and have all of the comprehensive information at their fingertips to be able to make these decisions for the patient. Um, for example, um, you probably are familiar with or have seen in the news the drug Ozempic. Yes. Yes. Um, Ozempic has created a huge issue for anesthesiologists. Uh, I had to cancel two patients coming in for endoscopy the other day, just, just last week, because they took Ozempic the day before. Hmm. And the concern with Ozempic, uh, it's a great drug. Um, a lot of patients are having great results with it, but it works by basically paralyzing the stomach right. and makes patients feel full all the time. Well, for the anesthesiologist, the reason we tell you don't eat for 12 hours before you come in for your surgeries because we need your stomach empty. Right, you need clean. <laughs> we need a clean stomach, otherwise it's very dangerous to sedate you. Yeah. Um, you worry about someone aspirating on the food that they ate. Mm. And so what this has caused is um, uh, basically a lot of patients getting canceled on the day of because they're, you know, not every internist, not every uh, minute clinic that's doing a pre-op is telling their patients, or even the surgeons are telling their patients, hey, 
you know, your anesthesiologist is going to cancel you if you were taking this if you're taking this the day before. So so stop hold it for a week. Now I don't want to say that's the rule right, right. for every patient listening to this, but <laughs> but you know in general that's that's the guidance being being given to sure. anesthesiologists. And so you know these are the types of insights we're trying to boil into our software that basically our clinicians will see like oh this is their medications they're taking this is how you manage it in the preoperative period. Awesome. Incredible. I'm just I I mean I we could it. go for like. <laughs> 10 hours with this guy and still not be done. It really is. I mean, this is advancing, right, all throughout medicine, but certainly in our workers' comp space, this is advancing the cause. This is making it better. What a great solution you're bringing to the market for us. So, yeah, I want to just say thank you so much, whether it was because your mom asked you to consider it or whether it happened by osmosis or whatever the reason, we're so happy that you're doing what you're doing. Thank you. And we look forward to seeing the results. It's just amazing, amazing work. I'm so, so thrilled. Thank you so much. I look forward to it too. Stick around. We want you in we'll common. Do. We need yeah. white cookies like you to stick around right? and make right? us better. Right. And before we, before we end, I want to, so I know that, so your, your company is fairly new. How, how new? Um, we are one year old in the U.S. We okay. are two years old in France. Uh -huh. um, so this actually started as an international company. Uh -huh. um, we've seen 25,000 patients in France. Um, we are new in six states in the U.S. Awesome. So you're here at the conference. What are your goals here? What are you just trying to get your name out there? Tell us what your number one goal is here at the conference. Uh, our goal is to take the temperature of workers' comp in general for this type of tech. And we're trying to see is this... A market that will accept from a cultural standpoint and from just a need, a pure need standpoint, that this is something that, that will be um, taken up by practices. Awesome. Well, our immediate prior conversation was all about what they were talking about in the opening session today about the need to advance technology and <laughs> we need to get there. So, I mean, I hope the answer is yes. The, the, the industry is we open. We need to it be yes. <laughs> but, you know, and, and again, knowing that the conference started today, you know, have you had any conversations? What has it been like with your conversation it's, so far? It's been very eye-opening. It's been, I think it is um, definitely um, a a uh, interesting market for us to say the least and I think there's a lot of hunger to kind of explore this mm -hmm. area um, so I'm excited about it awesome well listen we do have to wrap these are short episodes I again I'm so I'm so hungry for more I wish we had more time we'll have to invite you back yeah, please just do. gonna have to do that so until then thank you so much for joining us today we appreciate your time and Ralph was there one more question Great meeting nope. you, yeah. Warrior. You really too. appreciate it. Thank and we so always much. like to wrap the episode. Hasta luego. Hasta luego. Until we meet again. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Hasta Thank luego. You. That was awesome.